It's the FA Cup. We're AFC Bournemouth. We don't make it easy for ourselves. This is Cherries in Focus, episode 25. We are live and interactive on YouTube and Twitter. We are also on your favourite podcast. Aaron's with me, Steve's with me, and we would like you to subscribe to Cherry's Red Army as we chase down 2,000 subscribers. Hit the like button and use the comments if you're watching this back on replay. That chat is open. Do say hello and do give us your thoughts from the weekend and that cup draw. We'll discuss it all this evening. Aaron Kay, there were many fans on Saturday at Loftus Road. I wasn't able to see you because you were in the lower tier. I was in the upper tier. It's quite tight at Loftus Road, but it was a good away day. We'll talk about it. How are you? How was your weekend? Yeah, good. Um, made better by the win. Um, going to it in more detail, obviously. But yeah, it was it was a very strange one because, you know, you lot were all up in the upper tier. I knew other people in the upper tier and we couldn't see each other, couldn't hear each other. We didn't know if you could hear us. So yeah, it was like two separate away ends, but um, enjoyable. I was right at the back of the lower tier behind the goals. So I had a really good view of all five goals. So, uh, so yeah, happy, happy that we're on our way. Also got Steve Hensman this evening. I did see you at Rownham Services after the game and we were having <laughs> smiles on our faces just about, I think, 45 minutes of the first half. I think we were all a little bit down and we know that Andoni must have got stuck into that side and we'll have lots to discuss. But how are you? How was your weekend? Yeah, it's um, it turned out well in the in the end, didn't it? So, yeah, all good and glad to be back on after a little hiatus uh, on the continent. I was just getting some... Just saying to the boys off air, I'm just getting pretty, pretty uh, warmed up for our European tour next season. Definitely. You'll have to tell us how we get to France or the easiest way to do it. We just jump in with you, Steve, <laughs> maybe. That's the easiest way to go. Uh, let's see who is joining us in the chat this evening. Chris Hubble, good evening. How are you, Mark Singleton? Thank you very much. We've also got Mark Cole, Stephen Dye. We've got Paul from Australia, Luke Andrews, Omid. Good to see you back on a stream. We've got Nick Osborne. Steve's in the chat. He might talk to you as he's speaking. He can do two things at once, unlike me. But Aaron, we are going to have a look at the fixture. It was meant to be a good day out for us. QPR were in no form. They haven't won in six. They've got real big issues in the championship. But it just it's not that easy in football, is it? And the FA Cup just doesn't play like that. No, look, I mean, I kind of rocked up. We all rocked up on, on Saturday. It was a pleasant afternoon, thinking this would be, you know, a very enjoyable game. Didn't feel any nerves or stress, um, unlike the league games. My One of my best mates is a QPR fan. He said we could put our under-10s out and beat them. He said that to me on Friday. So um, I was confident. I was more confident, even more confident when I saw the lineup. Um, other than the safety blanket of Dom not being on the bench, it, it was a very strong team and really excited and hoping to see a, a few goals. But having said that, you know, we can see from a lot of the other games over the weekend that whether you're home or away to any team in any division, it's not easy, the FA Cup. Um and so it proved. So, um, yeah, the first half definitely didn't go to script. Um, was I worried? Y yeah. I mean, I, at half time I was worried because I couldn't really see, based on that, you know, that, that first half performance, we were going to get anything from it. We just didn't look up for it. There were so many, so many players not performing um, and key players missing really did stick out like a sore thumb. So, but yeah, look, it made for an exciting afternoon at least. And um, I think once we got that first goal back, I, I was I was confident. Um, I'm sure we'll go into more detail about players and, and the match in general. But but yeah, look, it's all about, as Andoni said at the end, it's all about getting through the draw. That's all that matters really, whether you're in 5-0 or 3-2, doesn't really matter. We're, we were in the hat um, and, and that's all that matters. It's always a fine line, Steve, between 
trying to do well in the competition. We've always taken the Premier League as our most important competition, but this season might give us an opportunity to actually go deep into the FA Cup. Does Andoni stick with the players that are performing, getting points in the Premier League, or does he give a run out to some players? And he found a balance, I thought. I was quite happy with the lineup, which we'll see on the screen in a bit. But it is quite difficult because I felt like the only way we struggle with this fixture is if we don't respect it and we feel like we just turn up. And that's maybe what we did in the first 45. Yeah, I, I think that I think, like Aaron said, we were all overly confident a bit, weren't we? We were sort of coming into this game. I know we'd lost to Spurs, but apart from that, we've been playing really, really well. You know, the whole vibe around the place is is upbeat and we're all sort of well into this Andoni system and his way of playing now. And we just, you know, it's get you can get a bit overconfident. You've got to remember these these lower league teams, um, you know, not so long ago this was us, and we were looking to giant kill. And they, that's exactly what they're trying to do. We're not saying we're a giant, but we're a big, you know, Premier League side, and they want to take a scalp. So they're gonna they're gonna give it their all. I mean, the first half, it was I actually got a bit bored by it and it was, it, it was, I, I sort of turned off a little bit. It, I couldn't see either team scoring. And when they did score their goals, it took me by surprise. I just, I just thought, where did that come from? And then I thought, oh Christ, we've shot ourselves in the foot a bit here. But then Andoni does what Andoni, you know, what Andoni does. And he, he, he could see, and what I, I was thinking about this, uh, and I chat with um, Tom from back of the net quite a bit, because we travel together and we were saying that, you know, under previous managers, they wouldn't necessarily have seen the changes or seen the problems like, you know, the crowd can necessarily, you know, we sit here and go, how can they not see what's going on? Andoni seems to never have a problem with this. And he always seems to get it right. And he even sees things none of us see. So, you know, he's the master stroker putting Lewis Cook at the back. And, you know, the thinking being now that we've all sort of figured out, we just need to get the ball up the pitch quicker. And and and, Be and Meps isn't that guy. They're not going to really attack us because they've, they've got a two-goal lead. So we need to get the ball from front to back quickly. Let's put Lewis Cook in there. No one saw that coming. And what a, what a masterstroke it was. He could see that Brooks was obviously struggling, wasn't wasn't clicking for him, which I'm I'm really upset about. Really not uh, not uh, not angry about it. I'm upset for David Brooks because he's a class player, and we all know what he can do. Um, I'd probably say he's what you know a couple of seasons, a few seasons back, he's one of the best players we've ever had. Mm -hmm. um, you know, terrorising Chelsea, for example, uh, I don't, and I just don't know whether it just suits him this new this new system, um, which is a shame because we all know how classy he is and what he's been through to try and get back in in football um, alone is 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 amazing. Um, but it just wasn't working for him, and Andoni saw that, and we were missing what Christie brings, and he makes the changes that everyone saw, and everything was okay. I was so confident. When I saw Christy come on at halftime, I put us on for the comeback and I, and I cashed in. <laughs> you bottled it, didn't you? Right at the end, you cashed in. Know. I'm sure. I, no, no, no. I, no, I, I, I won 100 quid off that. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I think what we'll do on this episode, because we've got the opportunity, is we will break down the first and the second half because I think we need to because... It wasn't very good the first half and the second half was very good. And we do want to get your thoughts in the chat, but let's just get a recap of what happened. It was 3-2 to AFC Bournemouth after 96, 97 minutes. 
those lineups did come out and there were changes in there. There were starts for Chris Meppham. There was also starts for David Brooks and David Brooks got the captaincy. Mark Travers played between the sticks. We predicted that, but it wasn't a very good first half. Very passive, lacked movement, in my opinion, lacked attacking intent. And we got sloppy 10 minutes before half time. And Doni got stuck into the side. He must have done. He made changes. Two players come out, Mepham and Brooks. Two players come in, Christie and Cliver. We got an early goal in that second half. Once we got that goal, we were in the ascendancy and we did find a way back to stop this going to a replay. So let's focus on that first half there and then let's focus on David Brooks. And I've got a lot of respect for David Brooks. I think he's a warrior. What he's had to come through, we've all spoken about it. To be able to put on the shirt and play professional football again is amazing because many wouldn't be able to have done that. He got the captaincy right. And, I, and I'm starting to think about this. And I know that maybe he had the captaincy in the Carabao Cup. Steve might recall this earlier on in the season. But was he probably the best person to have the captaincy? You've got Lewis Cook there, you've got Chris Meppham. I'm not sure. So was there sentiment in that for Andoni to not just give him a start because he sat on the bench a lot, but to give him the captaincy? Because would he have played better without the captaincy and just control, just sort of focused on his game? Yeah, he doesn't come across to me as a as a natural leader as such. Obviously, he can inspire people, but he doesn't seem to be a leader in the same way that, for me, as you say, uh, Meps to some degree. But I think Lewis Cook is the obvious choice if if if, if the other natural candidates aren't there. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's a really funny one with David Brooks because before his illness and injuries. Um, when he was, you know, flying in that team with Eddie and, and it was, uh, you know, King and Wilson and and, and the, the little shit on the left um, um, and Brooks on the right, he never had... You can't say, you don't, don't say that about Stanislas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zuni. Um, yeah, he, he, was never, he was never blessed with, with, with huge pace. Um, so he was never a lightning quick winger, Brooks, but he terrorised those, those left-sided defenders. And he was just... You know, amazing feet, gliding with the ball, um, and again, never really a huge strength. Um, so, you know, pe- I, I know people say I often say now he doesn't really fit into this system because he has he's not quick and strong. Like I've got a very quick like Sinistera or Tavernier or Semenya or strong like Semenya, strong like Dango, quick like Dango. So he's not the type of type of winger that Andoni wants to see. It fits our system, um, but he hasn't necessarily lost the pace or lost his strength. He never really had either of those in the first place um i think a lot of it is down is purely game time you know to come on in spits and spurts even if you're playing against a championship team it's um it's it's not easy without without the game time he's missed so much football in his career you know he had glandular fever for over a year and a half for sheffield united um he obviously had injuries with us um and then obviously you know he had the cancer and and that's a lot of time for quite a young guy not to be playing football um, and he needs to play football for me. Um, he deserves to play football. A couple of years ago, the thought of David Brooks leaving was, was devastating because, you know, he was the one I wanted to hold on to. He was the one who was going to fire us to promotion. He was the one, you know, he's, he's a Premier League quality. He's proved it. Um, I do wonder now, though, I, I wouldn't want to see him go. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to see mm. him leave permanently, but I think he has to go out and play football. Um, and I think there's enough cover now, either centrally or on the wings, to make that happen and 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 i and as i'm saying it i can't even believe i'm i'm really saying that um but 
I we need it him, for the national side as well. Well, yeah, I mean, he, look, he needs to go and play football for himself. But David Brooks, first and foremost, as Steve said, obviously the Euros are coming up. But first and foremost, he's a young lad who's hardly played much football in the last three or four years um, through various reasons. And he needs to play regularly. Simple as that. If he then goes and plays regularly, whether it be in a championship or another Premier League team, like Sheffield United, for example, I don't know. But um, then that can only benefit us. If then you know he comes back and and he, he's our player still and he can he can prove himself next season or or maybe it's just not meant to be, um, but yeah the other thing about him uh, the downside is and this is you know this is maybe I'm reading too much into it he just didn't look that interested on on Saturday he didn't have any inclination to to stay wide bomb forward um, Max Aarons was getting increasingly frustrated with him like literally pulling his hair out I could see he was shouting and screaming at him. Um, he just every time he got the ball, he slowed it down. He was it was at walking pace, and I was thinking to myself, David, come on, you know, you got to, you should be, you know, you should be proving yourself in these games. This is a chance to try and get back in. And it wasn't surprising he came off because um, it just, it just, you know, as I said, I'm sure it wasn't a lack of willingness, but it just seemed like a lack of urgency, a lack of. It just didn't look like he wanted to be there, and that was the biggest surprise for me. Mm. I mean, David Brooks is a winger. He's an attacking player and he's done very well for us, especially in the Eddie Howe era. Luke Andrews says, don't know how Brooks fits in, Steve. Probably our most gifted, skillful player, but lacks strength. He also lacks tracking back and he did get frustrated. Or Max Aarons got frustrated with him, especially in one point where Max Aarons was looking for a gap and he didn't want it and he wanted it to feed. And Max Aarons wanted to play him through. And um, he wasn't the only one. It was It was a bit of a different type of performance that we've seen of late, Steve. I think Philip Billing, again, didn't look like he was fully ready for the first half. And we were a bit slow. We we, we, we weren't forceful with what we were trying to do. I felt like QPR were aggressive. They gave a game plan to try and disrupt us in the middle. The, the striker was a handful. Sanessi didn't deal with his pace in the first goal. And the whole team, in in in, in a sense, really, really struggled and didn't adapt to the game. And that's shocking, really, because we were the Premier League side, 12th in the Premier League. And they're, they're struggling, as I said, for anything. They're not scoring many goals and they got two in the first half. Yeah, and let's not forget, they got, they're got they missing some decent players as well. Ilias Chairs away in AFCON. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Willock's out, I believe. Was it Joe? I can never remember which one's where. But yeah, Chris Willock. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Willock, isn't it? Yeah. So, and yes, and we, we didn't look, yeah, I think I think when you take a couple of uh, key components out of a side, and I think Jean's just brought this up as well. It, I mean, we say it was a bad first half, but when, like you say, when you take it, you put a few new cogs in into a mechanism and uh, take out a few key ones that were fundamental in the previous games we've been watching. You're going to see a different performance. It's as simple as that. You you didn't. I think the the biggest one was for me, and I think this this you say about uh, billing not not um, looking at himself. And I think that has to do with Christie um, mm. and not being there. And I think his tempo and the way he keeps the game ticking over just wasn't there. And we looked sluggish, like you say. David Brooks, like you say, he was, he was dropping short all the time. He was trying to receive the ball. And that's where I think he's not the sort of, when we say about how does he fit in, he's not sort of the, he's not the kind of winger that we've got on the other side who wants to get in behind, looking mm. for balls in behind the, the fullback. And, and then we got the overlapping. That's what was frustrating Aaron's because he couldn't overlap. He was coming in, wanting to receive the ball, turn and create something. That's why I think the only way I can see him fitting in is in a 10. 
Um, but you've got Billing Cliver ahead mm. of him and possibly Scott when we've got a full complement of players back. So it's a real tough one for him. I think personally, he and I've just said this in the chat, I think he needs to go on loan to the championship, whip it up there for a year, which he would do. Um, get some confidence back it and get him back next year and see and see what see where he's at. Um it, it it can't it it can't do him any harm and it it can only just give his boost of his confidence and he might find that he fits in somewhere else and he wants to wants to move on mm. and and good luck to him he's been an absolute brilliant servant if he if he makes that decision and I wouldn't wouldn't um, have any bad word to say about him but um, yeah go back to the game I, was, I mean who is it there Luke said about Travers um, I thought he was, he had a decent game I think he was a little bit I agree exactly with what he said there in the chat. The first goal, I felt he, he telegraphed it a little bit. He made it very made it very easy for the striker to finish. Second goal, he hadn't got he didn't have a chance because of the big deflection. But he did come and he did claim the ball. He did command his area, which we haven't seen from our other goalkeeper, have we said over the weeks. So that was a positive. Keeper keeper more is what keeper more is. And if and we needed to get him surface, and it just wasn't happening in the first half. When we started in the second half. We get we started getting a lot more corners. Um, worked a lovely little routine, which I was privy to actually. And they, they um, I, I, I'd been speaking to one of the guys who'd been down at the training ground. And he'd seen that routine and he told us about it. And so it's nice to see that come off. But they, um, yeah, you get some balls into the box and keeper. He might not do much all game, but he'll get on the end of those all day long. And especially in, against championship opposition, and I think there'll be—I've heard that there's, you know, there's a line, long line of suitors ready to come and snap around off for a loan for him. Mm. So, uh, yeah, getting back to my point, I think once you take Christie out of that that midfield and you have a couple of other changes in there, you're not going to see the same sort of performance. And like I said before, and only realised that half time, and he made the necessary changes he needed to. And that's what I loved, Aaron, because. And for the for people watching now, look in the chat, when we're 2-0 down, you see in that first half performance, did you believe that Bournemouth could turn it around? Just let us know in the chat. Be totally honest. That first 45, did you think you could turn it around? Because I said in the blog, Aaron, that Andoni had to get stuck into that team and I wouldn't be surprised if we see changes. And we did see two changes. Chris Meppham and David Brooks come off. That would then see Lewis Cook drop in alongside Senesi. Tavernier instantly would look better. We would be more forward thinking. There would be energy and driving us. We had to have that because we were two nil down. We needed an early goal. And we got that free Marcus Tavernier. Steve's spoken about the goal for Kiefer Moore. That's what Kiefer Moore does best. When you isolate Kiefer Moore, he's not Dom Solanke. You need to play to his strengths. You need to load the box, get more players in the box, create space for him. And then Justin Clivert's a player that's doing very, very well. And he was very quick thinking to realise there was a gap to drive into when Philip Billing turned the ball over. But it was those moments in half-time that I'd love to be a fly on the wall, Aaron, because I think the team saw a different side to Andoni. And if I'm talking about sentiment coming into it, given the armband to David Brooks, I think he binned all that at half-time. And I think he, yeah. he may, have, may have told the players a few home truths. And it has to happen. It, it's, it's a cruel game sometimes. It's a football business. You're playing against a team in the bottom half of the championship and there's an opportunity to do really well for this football club and go deep into a cup competition. Yeah, look, Penny, for the thoughts of Brooks and Mepham at half-time because, you know, they were the full guys. There were a number of 
record disappointing performances, as Steve mentioned. And Alex Scott was one of them in the first half. He couldn't he couldn't pass a ball and he couldn't mm. control the ball in the first half. Um, you know, and it, sorry, just to go back, it was very telling that Meps and Brooks, I couldn't. They, I don't think they were on the pitch at the end, clapping the fans. They didn't even bother coming out. Um, and I think that says it all. And that's going to be a, a tricky situation. Whether that means you know both both go out on loan now, I don't know. But there was clearly anger there from both of them. Understandably, I can understand that. Um, Kiefer Moore is an interesting one because look, we were all, we were some of us were there at Palace, and that was a, that was a game, goal that sealed the game. Brilliant header. Um, scored again on Saturday. You know, give him the service, and he'll prove a problem. The biggest problem I've got with Kiefer Moore is, is exactly what we saw on Saturday. If Dom gets a bad injury, we can't just have Kiefer Moore uh, as our striker for the rest of the season. As a backup striker, as, as a Plan B, Claire coming on. If Dom's playing every game, then Kiefer Moore's perfect. And and why would we not? You know, we don't need to get anyone better necessarily. But my worry is. We're one injury away, one dom injury away from having Keith Moore up front for the rest of the season, and and the, and the game plan goes out the window. And that's not Keith Moore's fault because he's not he's not the similar sort of player. So for me, I would I would personally let Keith Moore go out on loan to a Championship club. Um, I think he probably wants it as well for Wales. I think he'll he'll be a, a massive coup for any Championship team. Probably hopefully lead them to promotion, and then we can free up that space and get someone in who suits our game more, stretches defenses. Um, Look, we went for Dakar in the in the summer. I'm not I'm not convinced he's the right person, but but someone like that who can who who's lightning quick and can stretch defenses because I think whilst hopefully he doesn't and whilst we don't want him to get injured, you can't legislate for that. If Dom gets a bad injury, then then what do we do? Could play Clivert Semenya potentially, but um, so that's my worry about keeping more. Um, but look, that, as Steve already mentioned, that Cook masterstroke. He came out Clivert for Brooks was an obvious one. Love that. Um, Christie coming on. Um, that was that was obvious. That I was like, you know, I didn't really want to see Alex Scott going off because you know what he can do. Billing, I, th- I thought it might be Billing because he, he was lumbering around the pitch yeah. in the first half. And there was me again going, God, Phil, this is another chance for you. And this is why you're not in the first team at the moment. I, I was, you know, I was saying to everyone around me, this is why he's not in the first team. Um, but he had a brilliant second half and 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 all credit to him. But yeah, putting Cook back there, we all scratched our heads. I, I was trying to work out, was it a three? Was it a four? Was it just Senesi on his own? And I got no, I couldn't work it out. But in on reflection, everyone's basically turned around and 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 come to the come to the realization that all it was was they were hoping that we wouldn't they wouldn't be attacking much. We wouldn't have any aerial duels to worry about, and if someone could get the ball forward quickly, and we didn't have to lose a midfield player to do that. So genius, absolute genius. I don't think any other manager, maybe even probably even Eddie Howe, wouldn't have done something like that because he hasn't in the past. No. So that's the tactical genius that we just saw of Andoni Iriola, and and it worked a treat. Um, so yeah, it was all all's well that ends well. A couple of sour tastes in the mouth for some of the players, as I mentioned. And sorry, one very quick thing as well is Penny for the thoughts of Joe Rothwell as well, because if he can't get in the team in against QPR or even come on at half time after the, the other midfielders are performing so badly, what where's his future? Because I'm a big fan of Joe Rothwell in a more attacking box to box midfielder, not in the defensive midfield role, but in a box to box midfield role. I didn't quite understand why he didn't get a chance, um, because I do really rate him. Yeah. It's the, sorry, can I just bring sorry, can I just bring something up as with the cook thing? It's not something we haven't seen this season. And I'm not saying from a perspective of playing two at the back, but he does drop very deep in in between the centre backs at mm. times mm. And, and starts to play from there. So it's it's if you think about it, he's kind of been playing there a little bit at times anyway. Yeah. So he, he's I think Andoni was comfortable 
are more than comfortable to make that that call. As much as it seemed madness to all of us at halftime, um, mm. he obviously has that much sort of you know confidence in what Lewis can do that he had no problem with doing it. And the thing with Mepham, I can understand. I, I would I would be fine if I, I think Brooks. I think for whatever reason, Lems have had, had a poor showing. I don't think Mepham let himself down at all. I thought Mepham actually did okay. I thought he, you know, he was, he was even doing drag backs and going past strikers at one point. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was quite neat and tidy, but I think he was just a byproduct of how the first, you know, his substitution was a, was a necessary because of what happened in the first half. I don't think it was necessarily he had a bad, bad game. It wasn't great for the second goal. I thought. I thought he backed off. Aaron no, maybe not. But other than that, you're, you're right. You're right. But it, given that interview he gave in the but week, the guy hasn't played a lot of football either. So no, no, exactly. But if you heard his interview in the week, with I think it was with Soden, I can't remember now, where he basically was saying that he's got to look at all his options. He's obviously not happy. Not yeah, playing. sure. He said, oh, absolutely. He said, yeah. nice, he said it in a very nice way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But then coming up at half time probably was final straw but the no, problem is that we maybe. can't afford to let Mepham go because yeah. we haven't well got... the thing is if we lose Meps and we lose Kelly potentially yeah we can't um, afford to let Mepham go he's, he's a victim of the no. contract situation and our position so it is what it is yeah but he and needs I do to wonder, do better what's best for him and I do wonder if Andoni Ariola did think that that's the best that QPR probably played in weeks and there's no way they're going to repeat that in the second half but what he did with that Lewis Cook movement is he knew he could still get more positive players into the game again through yeah. other substitutions and very clever and I think it shows how classy he is I think credit to those within the club that identified Andoni Arioli he's not your average coach who goes for your generic tactics we've seen it now for weeks where we're winning games 1-0 and he's still making positive changes to get over the line and not just drop 20 30 yards and hope to hang on and we love it and it and it's positive stuff and Steve positive stuff from a young lad that's got another run out I wasn't sure if he was going to start or not I was happy to see him start but it's always a risk when he's had a few injuries already, he is the star boy. It's Alex Scott. Decent crosses from the corners, one assist. And once he got into the flow of it, I think he was hit and miss in the first half. I think his movement could have been a little bit better, but he was in a position, Steve, where I want to really see him when everyone's fit. I want to see him higher up the pitch, driving between the lines. But it would be his quick thinking from corner kicks to get us back in this game. Yeah, I mean, again, another his poor performance first half was just a byproduct of how poor we were as a whole, and you know, subpar performances from a few people. Uh, and when and when we brought Christie on, like I said before, it just it just he just drags everyone along with him. It's it's lead by example. It's it's you know, watch this. I'm going to do all this running, and then it's going to galvanise everyone together and go, okay, come on. And we had the creativeness of Lewis at the back, spraying balls around. And he didn't have to worry about any of that. He could just be his creative self going forward a bit more. And I thought, I've said this before, he's, he's got such a swag about him, I think, it's, I think what the kids say these days. But um, he uh, he can glide past players. He can pick out passes. He can do his best work, you know, and and, and he's not, he will have a shot as well. I know we didn't see any on the weekend, but I, you know, I think we'll, um, we'll see some goals from him because I think, for me, there's been a lot of talk what what he actually is and where he actually fits in. I'd like to see him in the ten personally. I, I mm. think that's where I think he'd be yeah. most um, devastating personally. Um, but of course, that creates another 
dilemma in, you know, in Cliver and Billing. But what was good to see was that Cliver, um, we've pretty much seen him play right across the front three, haven't we? And we've even seen him play striker at times. So it's good to have that versatility from Cliver. So we, if it, if that did happen, because I, I, you know, we, I'm pretty sure that he would find a place for Cliver, and I'm pretty confident that Cliver would fit in nicely wherever he wanted to be played. Aaron, Ryan Christie, I think he thought he was going to get a day off and he was called, <laughs> go and get your kit on. We need you. We need your energy. I don't know how he does it. I mean, he just runs and runs and runs. What, two and a half million quid. When Kiefer Moore equalised, he was celebrating with the fans. He was punching the badge, whatever you want to call it. And he he was massive. And he, and he creates that movement. He wants the ball. He wants to win it back for the team. And he creates space four other attacking players to do what we can do. And we scored three goals in that second half. But Ryan Christie, Andoni loves him. He's becoming indispensable, isn't he? Like, he's he's such a vital cog in that whole team. I think the spine of our team now, you know, Zabani, Christie, Solanke, all three of them are missing on Saturday and it showed. Um, Hmm. But Christie, yeah, it's just... That new position for him is just... No one's going to take that off him now. He's the box-to-box player. He can get forward. He can. He's cute with his passing, his, his work rate, everything. And and he just upped the tempo. And I think everyone, as Steve said, everyone around him kind of up their tempo as well. They kind of you kind of vibe off him really. You know, he's the Duracell bunny running around, but everyone else is kind of getting like the <laughs> the, the magnetic pulls from him. And um, yeah, leads by. Yeah, I, I don't think you can call him the Duracell. I've said this before. You can't call him the Duracell bunny because he just never runs out. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's like true. he's plugged. He's plugged into two thirty mains. Right. He's just he's, right. he's never ending. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's fast becoming one of my favourite players in the squad. I I, just, I absolutely love him, and I think uh, yeah, he's he's so vital to us in everything. And um, I mean, it begs a question of if he got injured, yeah. um, you know, because we've seen what it's like when we don't have him. Um, I'm hoping that Tyler Adams is this, you know, same sort of intensity. I've heard he's a very busy player, Tyler Adams. I haven't seen it. Oh, well, I've seen the 20 minutes he played against Stoke in the Cup. Um, and of course, he just came back from injury, so he didn't really do a lot. But yeah, I, I'm concerned if Christie gets injured, that that could that's a that's a massive thing. I just want to hope that somebody else can. I mean, Lewis on Lewis to give himself credit is I, I think he's become a a breath of fresh air this season because mm. we were all sort of debating where he would fit in. Yeah, he could play that role. Um, and I, and I th- yeah, and I think his energy levels have, have increased as well, uh, along with Christie. So I think, yeah, the pair of them. I wouldn't, a great I wouldn't worry, Steve, because Andoni will probably put, um, you know, he'll, he'll put oh, probably put Mark Travers in there and it'd be yeah, fine. No, it'll, be, it'll be unbelievable. <laughs> just, as, soon as, as soon as Dan goes back, we're fine because he'll just play wherever he wants to play. And it's just, uh, well, this is what I said before, wasn't it? We said when when things weren't going right for us, and 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 I basically made the point: it's it's down to Andoni to to find the 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 answers to the problems. And he put, and I did mention at one point what everyone's thoughts were about Christie going into a central role because he's got the energy like you, like your Harry Arter used to do. And I'm not saying you know that's that's down to me, but you know he's he's also played you know bringing. Dango into a left back role when he's had to. So he's obviously seen, you know, he can see these little, uh, but, you know, traits that players have that mean they can fit into these other you know, roles and systems and what have you. And it, and he seems to get it right every time. So, I mean, massive kudos to him. Brilliant. Yeah, because fair play to you, Aaron, at Nottingham Forest. I, I didn't see the Dango at left back, but you instantly went, it's his aerial ability and pace 
that was yeah. the only well, thing that I can remember you saying in the pub that was the reason yeah. behind playing Dango at left back. He's got every attribute you need as a defender. He's he's bloody quick, right? He's strong and he's brilliant in the air. Like so, um, he's only you know as I said, I was a little bit worried about whether he'd do any rash challenges, but that or play out game, from the back. I was worried about us trying to play out from the back and but how. Yeah, at the end of the day, although he he has he's had his moments this season where you know we've all been a bit like oh god, blimey. He but he's he's clearly. A, intelligent good footballer and you know and so he's obviously good on the ball and it proved even more so against Fulham when he was brilliant absolutely brilliant at left back and then against Spurs in the first half he was unbelievable again like so good and then when he went off at half time it all kind of went to pot um and to the extent that when he comes back from AFCON or his injury whichever one it is and you know people might laugh at this because obviously Kirk is a wee fit and, and 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 hopefully Kelly as well but I generally would not be upset to see him come straight back in a left back. And that sounds ridiculous if Kirk is fit and Kelly's fit, but he was so good. And I think he brings us so much. And, and, and his relationship we have with Tav and his bombing forward as well, he was he was outstanding. You know, in those, fine, it was three games, I get, or two and a half games. So maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here and it's a bit silly. But did you know the no, other I, thing as well I, with he's that? Position. Also, sorry, very quick, I was going to say, I don't think he gets in ahead as a winger ahead of anyone else. So I think that's his natural position now. Well, the other thing about him playing at left backs, there's no there's no pressure on him to come up with any numbers, any assists or goals, mm. is there? As much as there is when he's playing forward, and I always felt that with him, he's trying too hard to impress, mm. and that's where his, and his touch was letting him down, and he sort of overthinking it and and running down blind alleys and and not really doing what we thought we were going to get from him. But when he's in it, when he's in a fullback, he hasn't got that pressure on him. He's just he, he can he can just do his job, and like you say, you get up and down that wing all day. With his physicality, he's good in the air. He's not bad. He, you know, he tracks his runners. He's he's yeah. he's quite actually. I was really surprised on how well he he did with his defensive capability. It it, it was like he he's done it before, but I don't know if he has. But he seemed to slot in there perfectly. But this is you know again Andoni picking out that and saying you know this guy can do that and having the confidence in him to put him there and trust him. Mm. Let's just pick up a couple of comments what we were talking about a few moments ago, Charlie says, Christy, so vital, loved by us, but not by the Scottish fans. Is not sure not? about that one. Is he not? Don't know, but Charlie might know Interesting, more Interesting, is he? They, they... McGinn, McGinn played as well in the same team, same position, didn't he? Who's John that? McGinn. John McGinn plays in the same position. Well, he, he's got he, more Christy, Christy doesn't play wide for Scotland. He plays more central for Scotland. Always mm. has done. And... Terry also says, I'm afraid the new members of the team have overtaken Meppen, Brooks and Billing. Not sure, sure why Rothwell is not fancied. He is an excellent player. Look, Steve, we're not going to weaken our team in January, but summer might no. be interesting to see if there's another bit of movement. As it happens in football, there might be a little bit of juggling around of the squad. Some questions and maybe some offers might be sort of considered. Yeah, I think it's 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 inevitable in football, isn't it? And and especially we've we've had this change, this this big upheaval within the club with the new ownership, the new manager, the new system. So it's it's inevitability that some players will be a byproduct and and won't and won't be needed anymore, won't fit that system, won't won't um won't suit the style, whatever it is. And it's it's a shame because we've got a lot of affection for the likes of David Brooks and Meps, you know. Um both have been through their tough times with us and come through it and been better for it. And, you know, we don't like to see them go, but it's the nature of football. You know, they, they want to play football. They want to, um, 
advance their careers. They're still both young players, got a long lot of playing time ahead of them, um, and they could do a decent job somewhere. But yeah. equally, you know, the, the the team is progressing, the the club is progressing as a whole, and and we we just have to embrace that this is this is it now. We we're going to see a lot a lot more comings and goings than we ever have done. Um, and this is, it, might, it might be a lot more cutthroat than we've ever seen it before. And if someone doesn't fit the bill, they 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 won't they won't be around too long. And before we move on to that fourth round draw, because we want to talk about it, Aaron, very quickly on this one. Mark Singleton says, "Where does Hill fit in?" Alan says, "Hill to play against Liverpool, Senesi suspended." Because we're talking about Chris Meppham not having a completely bad game, but he got whipped off at half time, probably tactical. But a question mark over James Hill. Does he fit into this side in the second half of the season? I think he'll have a part to play. I, I think I think Kelly Bowles stretch is going to be fit for for the Liverpool match, and he'll naturally play the left sided centre back role because whether yeah, hopefully I think Kirkus will be fit as well. So so they should both be back. So Kirkus should be left back. Kelly should be left centre back, which obviously he's he's brilliant in. So hopefully for one game we'll be fine without Sanessi because Kelly should be back. I wouldn't put Hill in there for against Liverpool, and I probably would rather Meps not play there as well if Kelly's Kelly's fit. But no, James Hill, I've got a lot, you know, I've got a lot of time for him. He's he was obviously a hugely bright talent when we first signed him. He needs to go out and play some games. He's he's been outstanding from what I can hear at Blackburn. Um mm-hmm. he was good last season in Scotland. He he, he came on against West Ham, didn't he, this season? I can't mm-hmm. remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the right back yeah. roles. He can obviously play right, right back. back and centre back. Yeah, he can play both both roles. He's quick. He's obviously again improved over the last couple of years. And and why not? You know, we we are whether Kelly goes or not, we still could do with an extra centre-back cover and right-back cover because, as we've seen, Fredericks is, is nowhere to be seen and Aaron's, Aaron's was out, so you know we didn't had no cover. So, yeah, I think it's one of those ones where he won't be the starter, um, but he'll, he'll cover a number of positions. And if he has to come on, then I think I've got full faith in him. To have it left-back, then? Because I, I was just about to say, you could put, you could put Lloyd out at left-back and have Hill in the centre. Could do. What, against Liverpool, mm. you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends if Kirkes is fit or not for a start. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's working hard. He's working hard, apparently. Yeah. He's trying to get back fit. He, <laughs> I he's, they're he's all working the, hard. He's in the swimming pool. I don't know. I think some of them have got a few days off, haven't they, to well, actually, yeah, and re-energize. Um, so, yes. Right. So, it was 3-2. We did beat Asmir Begovic and QPR, and we did get to the fourth round and we'll take a look at that FA Cup draw. This is Cherries in Focus episode 25. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please do follow it. Do subscribe to this YouTube channel and smash the like button. Who did we get in the fourth round? Are you happy with it? So what was it going to be? A home draw, an away draw. Was it going to be a favourable side that we come up against? Well, I think it is, actually. It's Swansea City again, Steve. We had them earlier on in the season in the Carabao Cup. We got a very, very good record against them. Looking at the draw as a whole, there's more Premier League fixtures. So more Premier League teams might exit this competition. And I think... We should be targeting this, like QPR, 
to do very well, make the fifth round, and you never know this cup competition could open itself right up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just pleased I don't have to go to Swansea again, so that's a <laughs> bonus. Um, but yeah, I mean, Andoni will no, undoubtedly, he said many times before, he likes the cup competitions. He wants to use them as a as a well he he just enjoys them he like he he, he sees it as a good thing uh, we've had previous managers in the in the you know I hate to bring up the old the old management but Eddie never used to really care too much for the cups did he he wasn't really much he was always prioritizing the premier league which i think he had to uh, uh, in the situation we were in at that time um but andoni seems really like he wants to attack these cups and, and I'm all for that because what would we you know everybody not everybody will remember going to Wembley but one of the highlights of my AFCB supporting career it's not that it's a career but my love for Bournemouth but you know it's, it was what a day it was even though we lost it was still fantastic you know and and to get something like that for the next you know this this current generation of fans it may not have been it would be it would be absolutely immense. Um, so I mean, Aaron said off there, didn't he? And I'm just going to should we should we tag it up? Let's what Aaron it. said. We've got yeah. a clip in. What did you say? More than yeah. happy to do it. Go on, we're Aaron. Going to we're going Wembley. We are nailed on going to Wembley this season. Um, I'm not saying we're going to win it. I'm not saying we're going to get to the final. Much as I hate it, the semi-finals are at Wembley. We will get to at least semi-finals, and we will go to Wembley this season. I mean, either way, it's going to get clipped up. You'll either be a winner <laughs> or you have egg in your face. Not really. Uh, we're, we're doing we don't it. have we're any days it. out at Wembley, yeah. do we? Stephen Dyer is happy with the FA Cup draw. AFC Born Germany says Swansea isn't the most exciting draw, but I'd 100% take it over exciting draws like Manchester City or Liverpool. Steve Connors happy to have another home game in January. Stephen Dyer does like the draw. Phoenix, I hope I... Don't jinx it, but we seem to be Swansea's bogey team. We have a very good record against well, them. Let... Go on, that, 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 that good record has to come to an end at some point. That's the only <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what but, I think. But recent, recent history will tell you that, you know, we should, and, and form and, you know, uh, league yeah. position should say that mm. this is all in our favour. As long as yeah. we don't take it uh, for granted. and Well, we, uh, and we... the QPR game was well, exactly. as long as we needed. Exactly. Yeah, and we've done, and we've kind of done this in the other t in the Carabao Cup a little bit as well. The first half against Swansea equally was poor. Um, same against Stoke. Um, so we, you know, let's not because as I said before, these these uh, teams in divisions below us will see this as a, a, you know, it's big for them. It's bigger for them than it is for us, as in financially. I'm not saying that Swansea is struggling financially, but you know, they they want to scalp, um, mm. so they will target it and see it, it's a kind of a free hit to them isn't it they'll, they'll go at us i'm sure they will but we should have more than enough to cope with them this is what disappointed me on saturday is that even with all the changes we had i thought that's that that should deal with this team quite easily and and it goes to show that if uh you don't you don't have your foot, foot full to the floor it's it's you can get you can get caught out yeah hopefully phoenix doesn't jinx it, Aaron, because home and away, we have such a good record against them. This is just us at home. I mean, we don't even concede many goals when we play them. The head-to-head -head recent times, we've not lost to him in the last 12. As you see the graphic on the screen, that is 100% spot on. Yeah. But I do recall, Aaron, in the last couple of seasons, Boreham Wood, 
at home. Yeah. And you'll know I that really one very well. Burnley <laughs> at home. So before we get carried away, and it's a few weeks away at the end of January, like Steve said, like we didn't do in the first half of QPR, we have to take it seriously. Swansea have got a new manager, I think. So they might have a little bit of a bounce or they might have a little bit of a different style and they might adapt to that. But got to take it seriously. We will be heavy favourites. And and as I said, this cup competition, there's a very good draw in the fifth round if, if you get lucky with the ball picks again. Yeah, I think there were six games that were no Premier League teams involved. Um, so you know, it is luck of the draw. Obviously, look, we could we could Man City are playing Spurs, which is great because one of them's out. I think you know that that's that's really good. Um, Chelsea play Villa, so one of them's out. So you know, two of those big boys. But there's nothing that we could easily draw Liverpool or City away in the next round. And and my my, my I'll be memed up because we you know we'll probably be knocked out. But it is look, it's luck of the balls. Uh, it, clearly, it's luck of the balls. Because but if we can if we can beat Swansea. We could have got an easier game, but we've got to be happy with it. We can't, you know, they are championship, they're not League One or League Two or National League South like Maidstone, but um, we should have more than enough at home to beat Swansea. Um, I think they're a team that likes to play football, so, you know, they won't be sitting back necessarily. So, yeah, if we don't beat them, we've got ourselves to blame. So then we're in the last 16, and, and it's down to the luck of the draw. If we can avoid Manchester City or Spurs, whoever wins that game, and Liverpool, Arsenal already out, you know. Then, then a, a nice draw. One of those six games, we're in the quarterfinals, and then we're one game from Wembley. So, um, yeah, one step don't at a time. But, but I was going to say, no, I just don't. I don't think we're going down this year. So this is the year mm, to really, exactly. really give it a massive go in the FA Cup. Yeah, I was just about to say, don't forget that if you do get one of those bigger sides in the next round, say they all, you know, typically they're in Europe and they've got busy fixture lists. They tend to rest a few of their key players in mm, FA possibly. Cup games. And it can be a bit roles reversed. Um, so we could be the one looking for the scalp and it could play into our hands. You know, we got, you, you, you need a bit of luck in, in a cup run. Um, and it, but it is a one-off game um, and it all depends on the sides they put out. And it is a long way away, Steve. We shouldn't get too carried away, but it is a way to get into Europe. And that's why you're practising, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? I'll take it. Um, look, I don't think I've spoken to you guys yet about the January transfer window. We did a little bit this last week. We've got 10 minutes or so left on this latest episode. So let's talk about it. Bill Foley said that we aren't going to be that active. It's more going to be dependent on players going out to see if we do some movement coming in. I know we're sort of in for a holding midfielder, a young player that might go back out on loan with, with the model that Bill Foley's creating. I'm not sure how that strong interest is. But Aaron, Lloyd Kelly, do you expect him still to be a Bournemouth player at the end of this month? And Kiefer Moore is another player. I'm buzzing for Kiefer. I, I, I've always said this. I understand that he, he's probably not the top quality for Premier League, but he can definitely do a job. He can definitely help out defensively. He can be a threat. I know sometimes confidence can hit him. But um, I was buzzing for him the other day. But I can understand if the club do decide to loan him out. But but we can't loan him out without bringing someone in. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I think I said before about Kiefer Moore that I personally would let him go if we get in a, a striker that suits our game more and is is, is more of a, a similar player to not not similar player to Dom. It's very difficult to clone Dom, but a player who can stretch you know stretch a bit more. Um, as far what was the other one you said? 
Lloyd Kelly. Lloyd Kelly, yes. So, um, uh, I think, I mean, that Mark McAdam put out a tweet the other day saying that, you know, he's obviously got strong interest from European teams. Spurs are still tracking him, although they've just signed a centre-back, as far as I believe. Um, um, but he also hasn't ruled out signing a new contract. I would say it's 80% likely he's going to leave, but I think it's more likely to be in the summer than January is my my sense. Um, I'd love him to sign a new contract. I think it'd be a massive statement, but he doesn't owe us anything. You know, I'd, he'd go and, and I'd, he'd have my blessing. But I would be surprised if we sold him in January, um, but unless it was for a ridiculous amount of money, because Bristol City, Bristol City get a huge cut of the fee. I think it's like 25% or something like that I've read. Um, and you know, with six months left in his contract, we're not going to get a huge, huge offer for him. And if 25% of that goes, etc., is it really worth it? Would he want to go in the summer? He gets a bigger signing on fee. So, my personal opinion is it's kind of the, the middle road. Like for me, getting rid of him in January would be a disaster. Him signing a new contract would be amazing. Him going in the summer would be a middle ground where we can then got the summer to replace him and, and got him for the rest of the season. I really hope he stays with us for this season. And then maybe we can then tempt him if we get European football. Then maybe we can tempt him to sign a new contract. Um, but that's my hunch. I've got no idea. He, he could go next week for all I know. I've got no idea. Yeah. Steve, genuinely, if you were to predict what might happen in January... What would you expect to happen? Do you expect anything to happen? Do you think there'll be some outgoings? And naturally, if there are outgoings, I don't think Bill Foley will leave us short. No, it, no, he can't do. He, um, he, he can't. We can't um, get this Andoni train up and running, and then take away some of the the squad he's got because that would just be madness. Um, he's done. You know, he went through such a tough time to get us up and running and and you, you inevitably some of these players aren't going to fit like we've spoke about so i i can i would i wouldn't be I, i'd expect quite a, at least a couple to go out i think if if not on loan permanently um there's still you still got the likes of gab kilkenny still not getting any game time who could go out on a loan um i know it's not going to really affect the, the team that much because he hasn't really played but these could be sort of young lads looking for something uh i, I I, I think the best thing for David Brooks is to go on loan personally. Um, I think Meps as well, probably. But it depends. We need to bring cover in for him. I just think from from their point of view, they they need to play football for the Euros. Uh, for, is the Euros in it? Is it World Cup? I can't remember, Euros. I remember which. Euros. Is Euros, isn't it? Happy um, to go to Southampton. Ma- who? Uh, Meps? Brooks. Or Brooks? Um... Well, I suppose we we own a few, don't we? I was going to say. I mean, it, it's we've nice had a few. Indeed. We've had a few off them in the past. I mean, it's easy. So yeah, you, won't they, move, you won't have to move out or anything, will you? No. Yeah, true. I, mean, I did say I think when Bill Foley took over, that it'll be nice to see us start feeding them rather than them feeding us Shane Long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you could do that. Could be that could be an option because, like Aaron's just pointed out, it wouldn't have to be an upheaval for him. Um, it's still a decent standard of football. Um, Mark Anders is another one. Um, yeah, who could he's not he's not doing anything could go could look to get a move. The Lloyd Kelly one for me, I would I would pull out all the stops to keep him personally. Um, dependent on what is what his mindset is and what what is that it. then? Is that making him the highest paid player in the squad? Yeah, that that's a difficult one. I think as much as you can do, yes. 
Um, I think he's worth it. And I think he's only going to get better under Iriola. I think he's, for me, I've seen a better player under Iriola than I've seen, I've seen previously under different uh, under previous managers. And he must, there must be something in it. He must see what's developing. The players must see what's developing. Um, what would stop it's him just, it's, because Because the stadium well, I suppose, is on its way. I suppose, yeah, I suppose the only thing that would stop him is the, the draw of, of playing for one of these big, big glamour clubs like a Does Milan. he play every week? Well, that's the other thing, is it? It's the, it's the caveat to that. You've seen it many a time where someone gets uh, seduced by the bright lights and big city of a of a massive club and they end up on the bench most of the time. Hold, hold on a second, hold on a second here, because I, I just I, I agree with everything you said about how, how much I rate Lloyd Kelly and he's I think he's only going to get better. But Zabani and Sinesi, I don't think you can disrupt that at the moment. So do you put him left back then, Kelly? I mean, if he's, he's going to become the highest paid player at the club, which I, I wouldn't be against. He's young English. Does he? Is he a first choice centre back at the moment? That's the irony of it. It's difficult. I personally, it depends what Andoni wants from his centre backs, isn't it? Because I actually thought Lloyd was brilliant in both positions this season when he's been asked to play there. I thought Sonesi went through a bit of a dodgy spell actually. Um, when we went through that bad run, especially at the you know when we played when we lost to the likes of Everton and and some of the, he had some really I think he got dropped for one game as well, completely dropped mm. and it's just like you know Kelly came in and I thought Kelly was brilliant and he and he did such a good job at left back as well and I just think his versatility and the fact that he's oh, got I love that, I love that I love play. the best of bits. I, I think he's outstanding. I know what you're I'm saying, thinking, but you know at the moment. He's not going to. He's not going to suddenly sign your contract if he's not guaranteed his starting place in the, in, the, in his favoured position, really, isn't it? And the risk factor is what Ian says here is that if you are going to pay him a lot of money and make him one of the highest paid players at the club, I mean, I don't actually know what the salaries are, so he might be right up there already. But with his current injury record, that is a risk factor for the club, Steve. Well, maybe, but equally, this could be irrelevant because he might have already yeah. made up his mind. Personally, yeah. from my opinion, I, I just think we don't have players with that sort of pace and they're not, you know, to get a young English left-sided yeah. centre-back with pace is a very hard commodity, you know, a very good one. Um, he is a very good one. Obviously, he is because the likes of Tottenham and Milan don't come sniffing if you're not. Um, it, yeah, his injury record's not been great, but equally, he's had, a, he's had his ups and downs with our fan base. And, yeah. and that might have already made his mind up previously. He might well see what's happening with the club and, and just go, well, do you know what? I've been here. I've done my time. I've seen my contract out. I, I've, I've played. I've given my all. I've done my best and I want to go. That's fine. And I wish him all the best. But personally, I think he's, I think he's too valuable to let go. That's I, don't think my... we, yeah, I, don't, I don't think we'll let him go in January. And I think... No. We will then we will either let him go for nothing in the summer, and we've got the rest of the season with him and time to replace. Or we'll try and <laughs> sorry, I was, more time to try I was just, I was just sorry, I was just laughing, laughing at Paul Horry's comment. Yeah, they did sign Sanchez. You're right. That was <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. I think I think Apart from is 10, 10 to twelve million pounds, which obviously sounds ridiculous to, to, to turn your nose up at. There's yeah. nothing else to gain from letting him go in January. No. I think he stays with us until the end of the season. And then maybe the club can have one final push to try and see if we deal can get done. But Lloyd Kelly has been fantastic for us this season. And in the last season and a half, good, good to see him really return to some decent form under Andoni Iriola. Another good episode. 
And thank you to those monthly members, anyone who donates, you can become a member or donate at buymeacoffee.com slash cherriesredarmy. Really love catching up with you guys live and interactive on YouTube and Twitter. You've been very active in the chat. And if you're watching this back on replay, do tell us your thoughts about everything we've discussed in this episode. We'd love to read every comment. Aaron, episode 25, done. Final thoughts. Yeah, it's uh, got you know, a couple of weeks break now. Um, hopefully the, the knocks to Dom and Smudge will, will be fine. Um, good luck to the to the guys in AFCON. If, I, don't, I still don't know if Dango's gone or not, but if it has, good luck to him. Good luck to Antoine. Um, come back unharmed. Um, and yeah, looking forward to the Liverpool match. Uh, Liverpool without Salah, without Trent Alexander-Arnold, without Robertson still. So um, give it a go, hopefully. But yeah, um, looking forward to it. A uh, couple of weeks uh, off, never, never great without football. But yeah, thanks for having me on. And, There's always uh, a development side, mate. If you want to catch stuff. some, <laughs> no, you're all right. It's a bit, bit of a long trek for me. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're no, all good, and things are you know go all going in the right direction still. Steve, good to see you back. We did the R's. The Swans are next in the FA Cup. Your final thoughts on this episode twenty-five. Yeah, I kind of don't want another break because I've just had one. So, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I've missed three games. So I'm eager to get some some games back in. But unfortunately, it's just the way it falls. But look, it's going to be. I think I think we'll we'll have an interesting few weeks with um, with uh, rumors and Twitter stuff go flying around of who we might sign and who might go and who might come, sort of thing. So it will be all things all things Bournemouth, I'm sure. Go moving forward, and 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 I'm sure there'll be some something we don't see coming. There usually is one or two, maybe. And I, I still think, I still think we, you know, like we've spoke about earlier, we need someone to come in and back up Dom because if if Kiefer goes, which I think he will, um, if not for a loan, I think, and that's the thing I'm, I'm struggling with the most is that who's this? Who would be this this striker? I think the uh, I think the chat should have a. A little think about that for next episode. Come yeah. up with some come up with some options. Not easy to try and convince no. a decent striker to come and play potentially second fiddle to Dom Solanke, but we'll talk about I see that. Paul, maybe. Paul Horry going on about Sinclair Armstrong. I did speak to a QPR fan and he said he's a bit hit and miss. I thought he was quite impressive. He was a hand strong. Can I just say say something about him? He he was giving us a torrid time and I was like, Lime, this guy'd be good. And he scored one goal in about forty-seven games. <laughs> yeah. Did you well, see? His, did you did you see his celebration? Because that went to compound the fact he doesn't score a lot. He, he needs to practice on that. His knee slide. I thought, I thought he'd done him. I thought he'd done himself an injury because his <laughs> knee just embedded in the no, ground and he went it over. It so, it so funny. Yeah. It's when they try and recover it and like try and make out that's what they're meant to do, and you're like, you so didn't. Like you got it all wrong. Yeah. Just deal with it. Uh, just take it on the chin. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us for joining us on episode 25 of Cherries in Focus here on Cherries Red Army. Do subscribe to the channel. Do hit the like button. Thank you to Aaron. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to all the fans that joined us live and interactive and any fans around the world that watch this back on replay. We'll come back next week because guess what? We got Liverpool at home at Dean Court and I don't think they got Mohamed Salah. So we've got a chance. Until the next one, we'll see you soon. Up, Cherry. Hey, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, will be. <laughs> On the next one.